I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Oi, the boys and girls on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language. And sometimes the tales can get quite adult in nature. So keep the volume down if there are kiddies around. And thank you for listening. Oh, let's go! Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. You know that we are the number one show. So grab your fucking mitts and now it's time to go. Cause it's the booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. It's the booty, booty. You're listening to This Just In on Footy Prime, your almost daily footy fix. My, my good friend, do you remember Biggie Stocks? Yeah, yeah. So Biggie went over, he played over in, in Nottingham for a while, rugby. And he was a big, big man. Big man. Yeah. Montrosity of a man. Did he play for well, Canada? kicker for South Africa. Is he 6'6 six, six or something? He's massive. Massive. That that lock yeah. is six foot nine. Oh, they're huge. Yeah. <laughs> they are huge. It is, it's my favorite game in the world, rugby. I love it. Yeah, it's my favorite to play, for sure. Best, best game I've ever played in my life is rugby. Yeah. Why is yeah, that, no, Jimmy? No complaining. It's I just, just yeah. I, I loved everything about it. Like how competitive it is, how respectful the game is. Like there's, as soon as the game's done, shaking hands, having a conversation. Referee says something, no talking back. You know, and it at times it's just governed by itself. The game, which I love, I love. Like if you do something stupid, someone's getting you. And I don't think any any sport has. Officials who are more respected than oh, no chance, no chance. I remember this one time, Charms, you left, right? I was playing fullback, and uh, ball comes up, I catch it on the side, and I got this like little scrum half coming at me. And I'm thinking, not a problem, I'll deal with this guy. Pack's coming to the left, I'm going to the right, and as I catch it and I turn, this. Guy hit me so hard. He must have been about five foot seven. <laughs> so I must have flown 15 yards back out cold. <laughs> Didn't know where I was, what was happening. Nailed me. And here's me just saying, oh, I'll catch this. I'll deal with this little guy. Give him the old straight arm. See you later. Move. No. no. It was like I got hit by a bus. I'll never forget. It. I, was, I was playing for Huron Heights against King City. Guy nailed me good. <laughs> it's always the little guys, right? 
I never, oh. I never minded playing against the, gig, the big guys, never. Because you knew where they were. They're coming at straight lines. Yeah, they're going to hurt. But it's the little guys who are ferocious. And, and they had no respect for their own well-being. And they're just no, going they full in like into a mm. rock or a mall, face first, didn't give a shit. Yeah. They're the guys that hurt you. I remember my, my first game, I caught the ball and I ran. I didn't know where I was running. Well, I ran right into the pack. I had the shit kicked out of me. It was like being in a tumble dryer. <laughs> I was all over the place. I never did that again in my life. You learn your lesson real quick in that game. That's what well, when they were in those scrums. There, there's that one tall, one tall guy usually popping his head up, and he's just he can't go anywhere. He's just getting pushed all around. And <laughs> so, yeah, that would be a ruck, right? Because rucks, oh, you get stuck in there, and, and you, you can't yeah. get out. And you no. let the referee know. Listen, I know I might be offside, but I can't get out right now. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's it's and, and what you you watch it on TV and you see rucks and malls, and it looks somewhat organized but if you're actually involved and jimmy knows this in what's happening inside those things are fucking illegal like oh, illegal 100%. horrible horrible acts of violence which you can't see <laughs> yeah things Fair are pulling, being grabbed and choking. twisted and all <laughs> legs getting twisted yeah it is horrible uh, in there i really miss it <laughs> Why your bollocks getting twisted? Yeah, you know it's been a while. <laughs> I haven't had my bollocks twisted for too long. <laughs> I think everyone needs it now and again, right? Yeah. <laughs> Wonga looks like he's had his bollocks twisted. I did. You okay, Wonga? You had a rough weekend, didn't you? Oh, I'm fragile, Charms. I went out <laughs> uh, Thursday night and met Jimmy for a beer, and then my buddy Sugar joined me, and then we went to meet Dave Amber and our other buddy, and. That was not supposed to happen. That was supposed to be like, hey, have dinner, be home by 1030. I'm on an eight o'clock flight. Then it was kind of kind of organized and good in Montreal. It wasn't too hard, but it was the three days in a row. You always had a beer in your hand, always had a drink in your hand. Um, and then today I got home and I was able to nap. But before I napped, I bought uh, a pepperoni pizza and a euro meal from a local around here and i was like did. yeah and i was like i was like george when he tried to introduce a pastrami sandwich to sex with his girlfriend so i'd wake up but i had no sex i woke up and i'd go oh look at you baby and i'd take a bite of the pastrami, the euro and i'd go back to sleep and then there was oh, i need two pieces of pizza come here lover and i'd eat the, eat the pizza fall back asleep it was back and out. I was like, this disgusting. And then I'd purge, come back, pass out. This is about five hours, the last five hours. So anyways, that's how I live on my couch. No it one wants like my to... life before I was married. Before I got married, that was my life. Yeah. yeah. You're just Div disgusted with yourself, aren't Divorce you? Divorce has, uh, has its positives too, you know? <laughs> <laughs> By the way, the, the big elephant in the room here is that uh, you stood up dubs last night. I did. Well, I did. She, she wanted was me not happy. No, she wanted me to go down to Little Burgundy. Uh, and there's the Burgundy pub, I think it's called, to go watch CF Montreal. But my schedule was being made by other people. And I told her, hey, I was actually at a very, very nice cocktail party till about 11. So, um, and I have no problem snubbing dubs. Come on. <laughs> of course, Amy I, wouldn't want a cocktail. Coming party. up on snubbing dubs. Oh, snubbing Amy would have loved it. I couldn't invite <laughs> Amy. 
I couldn't invite Amy. It was like a private elevator. It was like we were at Drake's. You know, I would say it's too too posh for Amy. It was too posh for Amy. Yeah. <laughs> Not letting her up there. She ruined it for me. Yeah. It was in an elevator. Yep. It had its own elevator. It was a 2,400 square foot penthouse. Were you concerned but, that she'd make a scene? I just don't want her talking out of turn about <laughs> my antics with these people. Steve Chang was there, wasn't he? No, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I, I bet I he was, was. I was. I was dancing a little bit. Yeah, so how, how do you get invited to these kind of parties? You know, I don't know. People seem to like me for some reason. Mm. Charms, you kind of invite yourself to these kind of parties. I, I, I guess do. you do, right? <laughs> Just walking by an elevator. Well, something's happening up there. <laughs> yeah. Jump in there. Yeah, so Waters you needed the person. They, they had a security guard who'd let you into the elevator. So you didn't even know this place existed and, unless someone came from that door. Which looked like a normal door, but behind that door was an elevator. Was it a brothel, Wonga? No, I've never been to a brothel in my life. Was there a red light outside, Wonga? <laughs> no, no, but there was a naked woman. <laughs> no, a whole bunch under under a table eating yeah. sushi. Oh, oh, wait, I was at Shaperie. Yeah, <laughs> they do three songs. <laughs> Why did it cost me one hundred and eighty dollars? What's hell? This freaking cover here, Jesus Christ! Wow. Um, it was funny because Wonga Wonga woke up and he had like about three thousand messages from me regarding topics for tomorrow's show because I put out on our Slack channel, I think on Friday suggestions for the show and not one person replied so thanks to that guy so anyway <laughs> there, there's a rundown you'll, you'll find it uh and and one guy's actually um helped me out here because we are going to be talking on monday's one socket show about career paths retirement in particular your experiences and we've got a poll out on twitter right now so uh, as you listen to this please if you haven't voted already get on there it will help feed the conversation on uh on monday's one soccer footy prime show okay um what's, what's he mumbling what's he mumbling? your tossers <laughs> it's, a good, it's a good one i think <laughs> i saw that i saw the poll and you should have put one underneath none of the above <laughs> <laughs> no 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 you all would have a place in 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 my squad mm-hmm. i'll tell you that much 100 percent 100%. But we'll talk about it on the show tomorrow. Craig, um, a bit of a sad weekend, actually, across English football with uh, Sir Bobby Charlton dying. Um, now, you had some experiences with Sir Bobby, and, and he, <laughs> he didn't rate you as a player, apparently. <laughs> How many goals well, did he score on you? <laughs> well, no, he was a little bit past it by then, even. Um, well, in Vancouver, he did a camp, and I didn't know this uh, until years later um the last game of upton park when he was uh, when they were playing manchester united that he uh, him and his wife he was in he was in pretty rough shape there too um but his wife was uh, was pretty clear and she said oh that that camp in vancouver is the only one he ever did outside of england and i was like no way yeah so i said well, well bobby really inspired me but i didn't have the heart to tell him that he actually told me just to stay in canada <laughs> <laughs> they're like oh really so bobby played a part i was like oh fuck yeah yeah he sure did <laughs> he told you to pack it in he so basically how, told yeah, you to pack how it in you? how old were you at this point well and yeah in other words i guess yeah pack it in but i actually had a really good camp too so i was i was uh, actually he did inspire me because i was just kind of like 
why is that? Like, because felt like, yeah, the old Canadian ball and chain hanging off you again. But you were a kid though. What, 17, 16, 15? Where were you? 15, yeah, I think. It, wasn't very, it was pretty, pretty, wasn't very long after that I was oh. in England. But I saw him at Old Trafford a few times and then, yeah, had a really good chat with him at Upton Park, uh, him and his wife. Um, I don't know if he showed up late or whatever, but the game had already started. So I was sitting in the, uh, so the director's lounge that Karen Brady allowed me to come into without a tie, which was just, ooh, that was, that was a big deal. That was a big deal. They were searching for a tie for me, but they didn't get one. But anyway, so we sat there for quite a long time, probably first 15, 20 minutes of the game, just chatting with, uh, Sir Bobby. Yeah, it was pretty amazing. Yeah, so we crossed paths many, many times, but yeah, good man. Really, really super nice guy too. He's always, always been nice, but and then we saw him in New York. We went down to do an interview with Rio, Rio Ferdinand with Sportsnet. And we sat in the longest time because they were caught up at training and signing thousands of autographs. So we're sitting with Bobby Charlton in the hotel. And he he kept asking me, like, trying to get boots for his grand, one of his grandkids. He, he wanted a certain type of boots. And he, he was looking for sporting goods shops all over New York, all over Manhattan. And I was like, Bobby, like, quite honestly... You know, you're Bobby Charlton. Can you just not make a call? Like, seriously, you can get any boots you want in the world, I'm sure, right? But no, no, he was certain type of boots. He just he couldn't find them in England. And he he was all over this in New York City trying to find them. So I don't know if he finally found them in the end or not. Hey, can I ask you something? Um, when you were in the suite with Karen Brady, were, were you not meant to be on the bench? As a backup oh. keeper or? What are you talking about? When are you trying to get the tie? It was, was in the last after- game of Upton Park just a few years ago. Oh, it was after the game. I was retired for 10 years already or more. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> yeah. And it's the only game I ever watched at Upton Park that I wasn't involved in. So I was sitting up in the stand. I was like, wow, this, this is really quite some stadium. Old and, I mean, just piece of shit. It was falling down. But, oh, terrific football stadium. Yeah. Wasn't that the one, Craig, where uh, Sportsnet wouldn't pay you for for jumping on the show? Oh, yeah. They didn't pay me a bean, and I did an opening (laughs) there and everything. And then the game was delayed because (laughs) Manchester United were caught at the corner of where the Bowling Pub is. It's really tight in that area, Green Street. And they were caught. I don't know how long the game was delayed for, but a long time. I remember uh, one of the owners, uh, Solomon, I believe, he said, well, Manchester United should just leave the hotel earlier. It took them like three hours to get two kilometers. It was just ridiculous. The fans were, there's literally thousands of them. But yeah, it was a big deal not get, getting in there without a tie. I wonder if that's the same now, but probably. That was that was the year uh, that Leicester won the Premier League. And uh, it was one of our last years, One of, maybe the second last year. No, no, no. There'd been a couple more years after that at Sportsnet, wasn't there? And yeah, we heard that you were going to be there and you'd been invited by West Ham, but to hell whether you'd be helped out financially for the uh, the uh, inconvenience, but you joined us on the broadcast, and that was yeah, it was a pretty cool thing actually. Had to fill a bunch Fun. of time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so yeah, pretty emotional uh, weekend, I guess, across football. Only one member of the World Cup winning England team is still alive. One. Do you know who it is? Any guess? Alan Ball. Nope. No, <clears throat> Dad. <laughs> JC, um, you raised your hand there. 
Yes. Well, I don't have any. I, just, I was making sure. <laughs> just raise, he, he was, just the, he was the last of the, uh, the Munich air disaster. He was the last survivor of the year. Of that. He was. He lost eight of his close friends, teammates. Incredible. Incredible. Yeah. What a life. What a life. I mean, really, mm-hmm. just celebrate it. I mean, was he 86? That's a pretty good innings. And It is. Jeff Hurst. Jeff Hurst is, the, I believe, oh, the, the only surviving member of the really? 1966 World Cup winning team. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, at most of the time, United beat Sheffield United uh, at Bramall Lane 2-1. Not a great match by any stretch. Uh, Harry Maguire, though, got man of the match in that one, which is good to see. He got, actually got cheered by both sets of fans. Obviously, he uh, made his name at, at Sheffield United, which is why mm. they still love him. But even the United fans uh, gave him a bit of a, an applause there, apparently, which is good well, to he see. Had, he had a they got their the new, fans. They got their own, the new punch bag, Onana. He yeah, played it right too, yeah. actually, in fairness, in that game. Was that Jimmy? He, did, he, but he, he, took a, he is. No, he had a he had a pop at the English fans and said it's more or less a disgrace how as England fans you can you know hammer your own own players, this, that, and the next thing. And he goes, They're not the true fans. The true fans are supportive and and want to see English players do well. And yeah, he had a right pop. They're good for him though, because he's been getting dogs abuse for ages. Yeah, he has. He has. Marcus Rashford's really not looking good again, though. He looked good for England last week, and then uh, again, he's looking poor. Maybe he just isn't a great player. I don't know. It's, it's been a long time now, but um, yeah, not, not a great match. You won't focus on that one. Um, the parlays, by the way, our supporters came through for us and won their parlay. Woo-hoo. So thank you. Woo-hoo. One, uh, what was it? I think it's was it 18, 19 bucks, I believe, around there. Mm, so we're now a back a, above water now. I think nice. we're 20 cents above water. Who did we lose <laughs> to? I had United and Sheffield. What did you have, Sharms? I had Liverpool beating um Everton. And they did. We lost uh we lost to Arsenal Chelsea. Um oh. that had Arsenal Is that winning. You, I JC? J- Arsenal, JC. Chelsea? Mm. And Jimmy I, had I, Forrest being Luton. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Out of the oh, Come on. 95 minutes. I had Charlotte beating Miami. Yeah. Well, that came through, right? Yeah. Miami are terrible. <laughs> Elijah well, Adebayo no, for, uh, for Luton. 92nd minute equalizer. Forrest blow it late again. Wow. Tactical changes that shouldn't have been made. Was that what Jeez, it was? It's Steve yeah. Cooper's fault? Yeah. No, it was. Inviting pressure? Yeah, he made a couple of changes where he just went, what are you doing right now? And then all of a sudden now you're starting to invite a little bit of pressure. Then Luton scores and goes back to that, that scoreline, Charms, that we keep talking about. <laughs> Most dangerous scoreline in sports, 2-0. Yeah, and they came back. No one wants it, Jimmy. No one wants it. No You'll avoid 2-0. You'll avoid 2-0. You'll, you'll concede a goal at 1-0 if you have to, to avoid yeah. that 2-0. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Jimmy, <laughs> Those Jimmy, you're going to have to explain the term inviting pressure. You and Craig just used it, and I am tuned so to this. This is, this is where it comes from, right? The, the term of, of 2-0 being a dangerous scoreline because what happens is when you're 2-0 up, you become a little bit complacent at times. Right, you think, oh, we're cruising here, 70th minute, we're gonna see this game out, and it's golden. And then all of a sudden you concede. Now it's two one. 
Now you got to protect that score line of 2-1. So you tend to naturally just drop a little bit and more or less bunker in. So you invite the pressure All right. to come. Yeah. And then that's when the team that's chasing the game end up throwing everything but the kitchen sink at you. Long balls, direct, the whipping balls mm-hmm. in, this and the next. Because now, tactically, you automatically, you just do it. It's a habit where you just drop into that defensive position. And that's why it's a dangerous scoreline. Mm. But it starts with the complacency of being 2-0 up. Mm-hmm. Well, that happened in the Gold Cup when we gave away that penalty. It was 2-0. Yeah. I remember Jeff Clark ran in when I saved it and it was like, but it was like, I still, there was still with a bit of time and time added, there may have been 10 minutes left. You know what I mean? So yeah, that was like why I got a little bit fired up. Cause it was like, like, let's see this out. You know, we got lucky here. It's still two nil, but let's not be complacent. But some of the substitutions can also invite pressure as well. I didn't see the game. I don't know the subs he made, but if you, if you do that, sometimes you send a message and that you're going to, Try and defend the two-one lead. Yeah, one hundred percent. Because then, once you start taking attackers off, and then you put on defenders, and you know you're ready to bunker in. And so that's the opposition is right? going okay. What's that? That's the danger. So you're up two-nil, and obviously what you've been doing has worked. It's working really yeah. well, but you have to kind of bunker in as well at that point. By so therefore you have to change your tactics. Do you not at some point? At some point. Yeah. That's tough. Uh, well, sometimes you do. Sometimes you don't, Charles, because. If you tune it up and you're in cruise control and you're not being threatened, then don't change it. Don't change it. Force were up 2-0 and not being threatened at all. So why change it? Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden when you do change it, then that's when you're just going, okay, bring on the pressure now and we'll deal with it. Is, is 4-2 <laughs> less dangerous than 2-0? Oh, <laughs> chances are one. not you're you're probably in the 80th minute by then yeah your game's almost over at 4-2 <laughs> 3-1 you know Leafs yeah. were up, Leafs were down 3-1 yesterday weren't they yeah they were down 3-1 and they came yeah, back the and won 4 oh, right. you had a moment. they've already had 45 shots on target <laughs> <laughs> yeah true it is a bit ridiculous, isn't it? You had a little um, moan up, didn't you? When they, they, they were 3-1 down. Fucking hell. Yeah. Well, Samson off Christ, was it? Three goals and four shots. Not great. Not great. Speaking of being down 2-0, Chelsea again were down. They were down 2-0 too, right? Sorry, they were up 2-0 to Arsenal mm-hmm. on the weekend. And the Gunners came back 2-2. Again, dangerous, dangerous, dangerous. Don't go up 2-0. It makes no sense. But in that game, Craig, I tell you what. <laughs> The goalkeeping was awful. Raya, Sanchez, like really bad goalkeeping in that match. And if you're Aaron Ramsdale, who's played, I think, one game in the League Cup since the opening weekend, you've got to be thinking to yourself, what have I got to do to get back in this team? Because Raya's positioning on that Mudrick goal was just inexcusable and he wasn't good throughout the match. No, he wasn't. He got caught on his with his feet as well. Remember, in possession. Yeah, yeah that's so, right. Yeah, but I mean, overall, he's done well. But we can't throw him out from this one performance. But obviously, Ramsdale will be. Uh, that's an interesting position too for a goalkeeper. If you're hungry to get in the team, you want the team to do well, but not too well. You, you want them to win, but you want the keeper really like the keeper's got to make mistakes. 
He has to, or, or you're not getting in. So it's not like you're hoping for it, but you're like, when it happens, you are, are though, aren't you? You are hoping for it, kind of. Put yourself in his shoes. Well, it's the only way you're getting in. Yeah. I think think everybody realizes that. You got to follow the manager. Have you ever been in a position, Craig, where you were unhappy after your team won? After the team won? Oh, yeah. Plenty of times. I mean, not being selfish for the point of view, but you know, if I had made a mistake or two and we still pulled out the win, if they had done the same thing, he would have been really disappointed. Like I said before, I mean, for longevity, the results are irrelevant to the performance of what you, you just have to look after your own performance. And if everybody does that on the field, the results should look after itself. But the bottom line is you just have to do your job really well. And for a goalkeeper, so you have to let things come to you. You have to let things happen. You can't really make things happen. That's a difference. And sometimes you goalkeepers will do that. They'll try and chase it. And by making things happen, Reyes, what is a good example is when you get you're dwelling on the ball because he's supposed to be really good at his with his feet. So he doesn't want to just smash it up the field. So he's trying to do a little bit too much, you know. Maybe taking an extra touch here and there. So you know why you're in there, and he knows that that's a big part of the game is using his feet and why they've got him in front of Ramsdale. When you, uh, Craig, got elevated to the first team at Ipswich, who fucked up? <laughs> well, well, basically, that's what's happening. You told us yeah, what was happening. Well, a little bit different situation there. There's uh, uh, Mark Holsworth was the goalkeeper at the time, and uh, I had gone on loan to Colchester. Right in the fourth in the fourth tier. That's when I played Rex. <laughs> Didn't realize it was such a kind of cool, but um, back then not so much. <laughs> Colchester's uh, ground, Lair Road, was just the worst football ground in the five top divisions in England. I gotta say, but it was also brilliant too. Other than the hot water would work sometimes, and sometimes it wouldn't. Um, big dirty bath with a hundred years of mud in it. But I did okay. It went quite well. So I had two months there, and then the then the season ended, and I was pretty happy that I just played in the football league system. And then back in Vancouver, I got a call that they had just sold Holesworth to, I believe, Oldham Athletic at the time, and uh, and they said you're going to be the, you'll be the starting goalkeeper next year. So I wish they didn't tell me so early because I think I had a couple of weeks of just. Shit myself. Not good sleeps, right? Like thinking your your head must have been spinning. Knowing yeah. you knowing you, your head must have been spinning yeah. for that entire well, time. One of the things I did when I was a kid, such a nutcase, I would throw a tennis ball on the roof and you know there's like vents and things up there. It would hit the vents, but I wouldn't see it. So I wouldn't know where it was gonna come off the roof. And then I go right. and attack it at its mm. highest point. Like just nuts. But anyway, I do that for hours. So after I find this out, I go, we're still in the same house in Coquitlam. I go outside and I throw the ball up with the thing and I'm doing it a few times and I end up coming down on the path and there was a little ridge on the path and I rolled my ankle and I rolled it really badly <laughs> to the point where it blew up and I was like lying on the ground. I was like, oh, fuck. I think I broke my ankle. <laughs> <laughs> playing catch with a fucking yeah, tennis ball. Playing on the roof. catch with myself. Jesus, that's what I did on the couch too this morning. I used to do that as well. You to still work do my, it. Work on my touch, just boot yeah. it up onto the roof, 
Yeah. And then wherever it was coming, then I used to work on my touch just to control it. You still do it now? No, I used to. Used to. Yeah. I thought he was talking about wanking. Funny, funny you say that. <laughs> I was actually did it not too long ago at my parents' house. <laughs> I was working on my I was working on my touch earlier today. Yep. Can you can you like can you walk past a, a football? Without no, like, I can't. I have can't to without grab touching. It. I did it. Yeah, my, uh... my, my youngest son, Makai, was training, and there was a ball probably about five feet from me. And then I grabbed it and started juggling. And I grabbed <laughs> a couple other dads, dads, and we just started knocking around. We knocked it around for about 45 minutes. It's amazing how many hours you can kill just knocking a ball Easily. around. Eh? I love just it. One, two touch. It's amazing. Yeah. I can't walk past a ball of any type without touching it. Yeah. Well, no, that's the doors open for you there, pal. I'd like to touch your balls. Okay. Thank you. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Yeah. But there is, I mean, I don't think, I think the minute that you, <laughs> I'm not being sexual here, the minute you, you can walk past a football or. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. A ball of any type without having to touch it means that's it. You're kind of done. Yeah, thank you. Life's, life's good. I appreciate that. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> There's still one, okay? Yeah. It's a happy one. Yeah. yeah. And I'm Smiley. happy if you walk by mine. <laughs> no. Speed um, bag. Speed bags himself. <laughs> That's how he practices uh, now. <laughs> um, the Moonside Derby. Um, <laughs> as we try and get back to the football talk here. Um, our boy, Sean Dyche, not happy, obviously, for the inconsistency in that one. Ashley Young gets sent off. One weak yellow card, for sure. One, one, the second one was okay, but the first one wasn't really a yellow card. But then, of course, Ibrahima Kanate doesn't get a second yellow for, for probably a worse infraction. And straight away, Klopp yanks him off the pitch, uh, knowing that probably a red card's on its way at some point. And again, it's that consistency. But, you know, do referees yeah. ever I – mean, is it common, do you think, for referees to make have make-up calls? Like in, in this case, I think Klopp's concern was the referee knew he, – he must know that he made a poor mistake. Yes. Yes. Yeah? And yeah. Abs- the, the, abs- make, the make-up call is coming? Absolutely. And, and that was mm-hmm. that was brilliant by Klopp. Because a referee, you know, he'll made, he, he's made a decision, gave a yellow, and then after you're like, fucking hell. This probably wasn't shouldn't have been a yellow. And you always know, and Craig, you know this as well during a match where you're like, he's got to make one up now. So now what ends up happening if if the liver or the Everton player gets a yellow card and it's a shit yellow card where everybody knows it shouldn't have been, then what ends up happening is every challenge that happens from Liverpool 
all the Everton players start running to the referee because you're going, make this up now. Make it up. Because you just gave a yellow, a shit yellow. You've got to give a yellow now to the Liverpool player. It happens all the t- all the time, all the time. And it's a makeup card. So that's why he's probably looking at it going, I've got to get him off right now because he might make this up at some point in this match. It's got to drive you crazy, right? I mean, because it's so unfair as well, knowing that's coming at some point. Oh, you just know it's coming. It fit the flow of the game as well. Yeah. And the thing Brutal. is, too, most most times when, you know, even like when I was playing, if if there was a bad call, a bad card that was given, every opportunity you're running over to the referee saying, make this up. And then once he makes it up, then it's okay. It's done. Mm-hmm. And that's why you see the players always run into the referee when challenges mm-hmm. are going on after a shit call. Yeah. It's I'm tough. Okay I feel bad. That. I mean, I didn't feel bad for them because I was obviously supporting the other team, but um, I can see why they were agreed in that one. Um, Salah with two more goals. He surpasses uh, Kenny Dalglish and Steven Gerrard for Anfield goals. Hey, Craig. I mean, who'd have thought when they signed him from Everton? Everton. Oh, Jesus. I'm tired. From Chelsea. Roma. Um, Roma yeah, Roma. It? That's Sorry. Yeah, it was from Rome. Sorry, Jesus. Yeah, it was Everton, <laughs> then to Rome, and then from Rome to Liverpool. Yes, thank you. Yeah. I had some oh, afternoon yeah. beers myself. Can you tell? <laughs> <laughs> that was a few hours ago, though. You know, they've gone away, but now I've got that kind of that afternoon hangover. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I know. Kind of sucks. I do know that. <laughs> you do, do you? I do. <laughs> um, just beating but, yourselves up. Oh, but, but Craig, I mean, to surpass those two guys I mean, and what he's done and to keep doing it. Man, they're going to miss him, aren't they, next year when he goes to Saudi Arabia? Well, hey, they offer a hundred plus million. Remember, you you sold them off already. Yeah, and not not this season though. Well, right? you, oh, yeah, next, that's next right. Summer. You wanted to, yeah, yeah. Well. It was too late in the window. Remember, I was going to sell him if it was June, yeah. but it came in August, and that's 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 not happening. But next summer, yes, Charms, yeah. you do know you don't work at Liverpool, eh? In, ma- in management. How the hell? Right? Yet. Why, why would you say Not that? Yeah, yet. thank you. Thank you, JC. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. They're hiring. They need a new uh, director of football. Guy okay. there right now is, is, is like temporary. Okay. I could do a job. Yeah, but Char- Charms, they're, if they lose, if they lose Mo Salah, I mean, they're, they're trying to get that Napoli striker right now. Victor Osman. 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 Yeah, they're, they're trying to get him. To replace Salah when Salah goes at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Oh, That's he's a great player. Awesome, man. Yeah, he's great. going after he, him hard. But you get more than just him, though, right? If, if and again, we've been through this conversation. If if they're getting 150 to 200 million for Salah end of the year for a guy who's going to be what 32, you can get you can reequip that squad in more than one oh, position. Yeah. Right, I mean, my God, that's why that's why you do it. But still, regardless, absolute legend. He's right up there with the very best have ever played for that team, and he got it done again. Despite not having a great game, he still gets two goals. Do you know if you're mm-hmm. if you're Klopp and you're looking at Salah right now, do you think he's slowly ushering him out, knowing that the money that he could get for him and build this squad in his mind? He's thinking, yeah, mm. he's probably putting his arm around. Oh, Mo, you're the best, but fucking beat it. What do you think Mo's saying? Isn't Mo like doing the same, saying, "Hey, Gaffer, Gaff, they're gonna have you seen what they want to pay me? Yeah, please, please." Maybe he likes England. <laughs> maybe <laughs> you know. Maybe he does. 
to be fair to, to Mo Salah, how good he is when he shows up, he shows up and he puts on a performance every single game. And you have to realize that what he's doing on social media, he's got 18 something million people following him on just Twitter alone. And he's put out a public address announcement about what's going on in the Middle East, what's going on in Israel. And 175 million views. Like there's pressure to that, like a ton of pressure. Massive. And to go over that white line and just switch that on and off like that is pretty amazing. Well, I mean, the mean fact is, what do you mean there's pressure? Pressure. What do you mean? What do you fucking got your head up your ass? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> like, I don't understand. Because <laughs> like 170, what? Because of what he just said? Yes. Like what he tweeted? Yes. Well, it's his own fucking fault. He invited it. <laughs> <laughs> there's where the pressure is. See? You always yeah, get you invited, the own, you invited that pressure. Deal with it. Don't tweet. I think, I think it's because, yeah, well, with that, he brings the attention on him even more, even more eyeballs on him. And, and just stand, stand. I mean, listen, what he said, though, I mean, listen, he didn't take a side. He said, innocent. It was a humanitarian tweet, yeah. for God's yeah. sake, Jimmy. But, but Craig and Jimmy, I mean, fairness, though, I mean, for him to go to, if he does go to Saudi Arabia, they want him there because he is Muslim. And to be the most, he is one of the most influential Muslim people in the world because of that following he has. This is a footballer for Christ's sakes. He's not a politician, mm. right? Yeah, it's, it's, it is amazing. And <laughs> despite what Jimmy says, is a fair amount of pressure to put on your shoulders <laughs> <laughs> that you've invited on your yeah, despite you invited, what he sure. says. He did invite despite it on he himself. Says. He is a bit of a prick. Well, speaking of <laughs> yes. pressure. If Saudi Arabia has said they may be interested in the 2035 Women's World Cup, <laughs> Jesus, what would our dubs do if we ha- if we were still all working together? What's she gonna do? She could well, sign up quick enough. How much are they offering? <laughs> I, they didn't. I, I don't know how much they're offering yet. They're dubs would be on the first plane over. <laughs> in fairness, though, I mean, there's there's no way FIFA do many things which we can question, right? In Qatar, for example, Saudi Arabia in 2030. They can't do this, can they? Can they? they, could, they could, what do you mean they, they can't can. do this? They're, would you say FIFA's predictable or unpredictable? Uh, well, no. They're, well, I thought they were, they're pretty predictable. So, yeah, you in that so case, you they, thought they Qatar was going to get it? Well, no, it didn't surprise me, though, just because of the money bags involved. Mm. Well, what do you think is going to happen in the next one? I know. Well, the women's game would benefit financially, astronomically, right? Yeah, yeah, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah big time. So I think a lot of women would have as a whole say no. Yeah, what's that, Craig? I think a lot of things would have to change in Saudi Arabia, but they have moved the needle, Mohammed here a long, long way, and he's got a lot of kickbacks too and fightbacks from other parts of the country, and he's really making it. They can women can drive now. He's really progressive that way, and whether give him you, a give him a medal. Well, they can drive now. Well, I know, but this is it. it it's he's got a you got to remember. It's, it's not just him making the choices. There's a lot of pressure from, you know, some very religious. Uh, yeah, but he invited that pressure. <laughs> oh, that. <laughs> it's his own fucking fault. <laughs> well, stop, behead, stop beheading uh, journalists and being the leader of your country. Yeah. 
Well, this is the thing. You're kind of better the devil you know, and I'm not sure if he wasn't around whether it would be good for you know, other things, just saying. Right. Yeah. So Shreya Law could be a little bit more re- prevalent. Correct. Correct. Perhaps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we I think we can all agree that Dubs would be happy to sell his soul. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But sure. what she may tell us or hear, oh, yeah, we know, Dubs. We yeah. know. You've got ethics yeah. and morals. We'll see about that. You know what's happening tomorrow with the text. Oh, you guys are such assholes. You guys oh, are my guys. God. I just dropped my kid off at school and I'm hearing this bullshit. I can't believe you guys are saying <laughs> this bullshit. To be fair, she's been raked over the coals. By us. <laughs> Water, <laughs> longer than you want her to come to a cocktail party. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> too high class. Birds are too fancy for Christ. <laughs> She's going to go to Saudi Arabia? <laughs> She'd have more rights in Saudi Arabia than in Wonga's Canada. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Maybe she get the head coaching job. Mm. Of Saudi Arabia? Yeah. Maybe. You said head coaching, right? Not... <laughs> yes. Cutting? What? Yes. Head, <laughs> head cutting off and job. I don't know. All right. Yeah, we've um, said Saudi it's, Arabia it's, a lot. It's Sunday. The algorithm's going right. to pick us up, and we're going to be like number six in the Saudi, in Saudi Arabia in the yeah. kingdom. Yeah. Until the hey! next <laughs> Yeah. Um, what else happened this Jordan. weekend? Um, uh, oh, your, your Villa smashed West Ham. Smashed them. Didn't see the game. Anyone see the game? I didn't. I didn't. Oh. I was going to watch the end of it. They're already 3 1 down. I was like, no, nah, I don't want to. I watched it. I watched it. Villa looked good, man. Villa, Villa's man. your choice, yeah. right? That's your dark horse, you guys, from the beginning yeah. of the season, right? Villa, and Villa I think the... they're sitting fourth. Yeah, the that's table our right dark now. horse. Yeah, that's our dark horse. You got smashed first game of the season too. Remember? Yeah. yeah. Remember? yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I, I remember after they got smashed, what was it like six nil or something stupid, and we we're just like, "That's and our dark guys. horse." Oh my god, <laughs> we're in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> remember? It's yep. a good turnaround. Newcastle smash Palace 4-0. Uh, Sandro Tenali got on the pitch to to warm applause. Obviously, he's embroiled in that betting scandal in Italy. will likely be, be banned. Could be banned for a number of months, which is uh, unfortunate given how he's playing. But the rules are the rules, I suppose. Don't know much too much about that case, but I believe him and there's a couple of other guys who have, I believe, gone down the route of admitting they are gambling addicts and they need help and that will apparently uh help them somewhat when when they face justice for this but they'll still get banned um do you guys know who sir who and i probably got his name pronounced wrong here sir who garassi is I'm sorry. Can you say that again, Sir? Who Garassi? And I'm. Like I'll, said, I'm take sure a, I'm... I'll take a vowel. <laughs> he plays a Stuttgart. He's got 14 goals on the season out of uh, eight games so far. He's no flying. Yep, he's a Ghanaian striker. Just joined there. He was on there on loan last season. Got I think 11 goals in 22 games. Um, the Golden Boot last year in Germany was won with 16 goals. He's two off, and he's eight games in. Holy! Harry shit. Kane's got nine, as as comparison there. Wow! But the bad news is he's done his hamstring, so he's out for oh. a few weeks now. <laughs> <laughs> so hey, it's a nice story, you know. But yeah, you know, yeah, 
<laughs> yeah, nice story. <laughs> Sorry. I thought he was going to have the golden here. boot next week. He's, he's done. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's on a fire, the, but he's <clears> off. Say he's out for six weeks, though. I mean, he, he can still be leading it in six weeks' time, right? He's, what, yeah. he's five up on, on Kane, although Kane's still scoring. Um, do you guys uh, really get into the MLS decision day? Well, Montreal? I mean, yeah, because Vancouver, well, Vancouver was already in, but mm-hmm. obviously the Montreal situation was very interesting, and man, it went right down to the wire. And then obviously Toronto SC. Wah, wah. Yeah. Uh, way to go, Vancouver. Vancouver's in the, I, I tell you what, watch out for them. They're no, Max Grapo made a good, uh, made a penalty save back at his old digs. Well, Ryan Gold missed two penalties in that game. One Ryan off the crossbar and one uh, saved. Ryan Gold missed two penalties. Well, I watched the MVP. Before. I'll tell you what, let me, let me tell you something. The, that, that Vancouver team, they play good football. I like watching them. They got a good squad. Really, really good football. They should have won that match. They had two penalties as well. Ryan Gold missed both. One, Kripo, great little save. Dives mm-hmm. to his left. And then the second one, um, Ryan Gold ends up hitting the crossbar. But they're, they're a good football inside. I like the way that they play. Their movement is fantastic. I really like them. That's my team at the moment. What, do you, do you generally have teams that you drop? And- no, I like them. I'm supporting Except- them. Oh yeah, they your team? Yeah, yeah. Really? I like I like Vancouver. I like the way Caps. I like what they're playing. I like what they're building there. I like the players that they're bringing in. I'm we should all, all they, we should all be cheering for Vancouver right now, right? They're, and that's why I got my hat on representing Canada. Yep, working class MVP. I, I look forward to getting mine tomorrow at one soccer, Jimmy. Uh, Both of the box. They might be gone. My kids got them. Mm, you know. Yeah, you mentioned that last pod. What a prick. Yeah. I was just saying, I need a new black baseball cap. It's actually blue. Oh, is it blue? <laughs> yeah. Looks, looks black from here. Yeah. That would make more sense. It's blue. Being blue. It's nice, though, regardless. I think there's a, there's a couple still there that we're going to get you. Okay, good. We'll I was just saying that I want a new blue baseball cap, so that's good. And it'll be interesting to see because we've got uh, John Carver on tomorrow. <laughs> we about, do. Right? For the, yep. for the show. And maybe we'll find out about Ryan Gold if he's on the radar going to play for scotland yeah. and if he doesn't play for scotland then he should be playing for canada because we would love a player like that playing for canada absolutely has he been capped by scotland ever maybe i don't know here. maybe i'll, I'll call here. him drop a little scottish on him Look, the new don't, Jimmy. Tell, don't tell jc tell him he's terrible yeah JC, so he, right? he, yeah. uh, he can't take a penalty. We know that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's uh, he's played at youth <clears throat> youth level for Scotland, under 19s and 21s, but hasn't got a full cap. That surprises me, honestly. Well, it's a, you know, luckily we'll have uh, John Carver on tomorrow. We'll talk about Scotland, about Ryan Gold. We'll talk about. Uh, what if he still follows TFC? What do you think? Think he does from a distance? Yeah, I'm sure. I'm yeah. Sure he does. He, yeah. He, he normally comes over every summer or every other summer. He comes over back to Toronto. Does he? He loves yeah. the city. He loves the city. Yeah. He had more, even in his worst year, he had more wins than TFC this year. So, unreal, eh? TFC there has yeah, been worse seasons. There has been worse seasons. 1999 Metro Stars. It was, I think it was a 20, it was a 24 game season or something. I had. 15 points, 2001 Tampa Bay Mutiny, 27 points, or sorry, 27 games, uh, 14 points. 
TFC's had a few. 2012 was a bit of a disaster. They picked up 23 points, one more than this year. 2013 DC United wasn't very good. They were only 16 points, three wins. Wow. Three wins, eh? Wow. Three, three wins. wins. A whole season with three wins? Mm-hmm. TFC's record over the last three years, I believe, is 19 wins, 56 losses, 27 draws. Oh, my God. Did you hear John Herbin's comments after the match? Yeah, happy he was with the effort put in. What? Yeah, I mean, I don't know what you're supposed to say, really, but fucking hell. He was talking about my weekend. Yeah, he was but, like, Bogger put a big effort in in Montreal <laughs> this weekend. Do you know what? Like the, the thing is, when you go, I appreciate the effort. I get where he's coming from, right? You know, you're trying to yeah. Yeah. protect everything in-house. But the fans aren't stupid either. And you're more or less better saying, we fucking stink right now. <laughs> and then everybody can just put their hands up and go, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. we do. There's no bullshit. We can't say anything. You've you've admitted we're not good. We stink. I guess it's got to be nice though, because he's got to convince certain players to leave, right? To walk away <laughs> from big contracts. Mm. Well, nice are you stuff. not better? Are you not better off saying we stink? <laughs> Maybe. Saying, yeah, go, yeah. Just throw them under the bus. Maybe. He says. So let me ask you this. Right? This is a, something he. he it's a rhetorical question he asked himself during that press conference. Do I give these guys the chance to redeem themselves? Or do we clearly look at trying to change it and rebuild? I've got an answer to that. And it doesn't asked, involve Yeah. He's saying, like, what do I do now? Like, basically saying, you know, big offseason coming up with this group. He, he, he compared it to the 2011. We need to go over the women's team, right? They came off the last place showing at the World Cup. And he stuck with them. He said, listen, you know, we can, we can build on this. And then lo and behold, they get a, they get a bronze medal. Yeah, let's keep in mind they had no choice because that was the only players international. Yeah, exactly. Right. That's what probably you can take take whoever you want. John's a master at building a culture, though he is as good as anybody I've ever seen. So he, you might turn it out around to you know it's us against the world. We we've been absolutely terrible the last three years, and you'll have conversations with them all individually, and you'll kind of get it weighed in what's going on and watch the performances and whether you can rely on them, whether you can get in the trenches with them or not. And if not, they'll be gone or they'll soon shift them out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Except they are tied to a couple of guys making big money and they're not leaving <laughs> when they're making that kind of cash. No, exactly. Well, you I mean, obviously you find a way out of those contracts. You may have to eat some money, which allows them to sign somewhere else and still combine, maybe make the money, right? Or get close to it. Mm. You know, MLSC is not strangers to eating money on contracts when they make mistakes. Done it before. Mm-hmm. So They've done it the other way too. They 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 benefited with Altador, I believe, because Alt- Sunderland wanted to get, they couldn't wait to get him off their books. So I think they were helping out with his wages there for early parts of that deal too. So they can it can work both, both ways. That end of the deal, yeah. But the other end of the deal, when Josie was leaving, was a disaster, wasn't it? Really poorly managed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I felt for Michael Bradley too because, I mean, there wasn't obviously a lot of people. It was half empty, I would think at least, and yeah. understandably. And, uh, yeah, it was kind of, a, kind of a sad way to send him off, really. Really sad way. Yeah, maybe he'll be back one day, but we'll see. I hope so. Maybe, yeah, in some capacity. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But yeah, he, he, like you said before, he's one of the, if not the most influential figure mm-hmm. playing side. But TFC is good at that. They look after their own. 
<laughs> that's the thing, man. You got to, re- you know, it's amazing. <laughs> no, they're really good. Yeah, yeah. you know. Got some history. Danny Dicchio, he got he got out of Dodge. Did um did now Republic they were gonna uh, close to winning the West in USL. Did they do it? Do you know? Not Sacramento? sure. JC's yeah. gonna look uh, look it up. Yeah, the Republic. They were. I think actually this is a couple of weeks ago. Actually, I was speaking at each, and you're saying, "Yeah, we're close to wrapping up the West," but it wasn't done at that point. So, hopefully, they got a really good team there. Like that's a. That's a great setup in Sacramento. It's sad that they that whole MLS thing fell apart. Yeah, what happened? Yeah, with that? I don't know. Is that something to I do with they the, were a shoe-in. Yeah, that, great, what they were? Player. They were actually given it, weren't they? I think John or Don Gar was there in the whole works. I think it. I thought it was pretty much a done deal, but you know, the city, the stadium, not sure. Yeah, Cavalry uh, took care of Pacific two one, so it's going to be Forge and Calgary. In the CPL final next week, Jimmy, you did the call. Fair result, two yeah. one. Calling that game, yeah. No, it was a good result. Who good would result. you have in the final? Obviously, Calgary were brilliant throughout the campaign, but Forge had their number last time out. Oh, I don't know, Charms. I don't know. Two good sides, so really, good really size. good sides. Yeah, good sides. I don't know. Forge. You got to go with Forge at home, really. Uh, I would think just because they're at home, and I think there's going to be a really good crowd there. It's going to be great. Yeah. Are we going or what? We're well, going. You're going. JC, Craig, and I are going. Sharms can't make it. He's got birthday celebrations. But, I will be uh, watching the game though very closely. Yeah. And we'll no, be, uh, all over. I will be absolutely. You kidding me? Just me. I. I'll be come uh, say run, hi running to the us. social. Hmm? Yeah, you'll be running social. Come say hi to us down at the field. Craig, JC, and I, and uh, Jimmy will be in a booth. Who are you calling the game with? My buddy Jenkins. Yeah, there you go. And then we can Should have a say one. I also sacrificed my seat in a in a box. Hmm. A limited number of seats. And right. I'm, a, I'm a martyr for the cause. Yeah. Yeah, you're a martyr. <laughs> You are. <laughs> and Friday, are we going out Friday? We're going Friday to the supporters. Uh... I don't know yet. I've got to figure out our budgets, our customary budgets. But yes. All right, gang. Um, so we're back on uh, in the morning. Yeah. On soccer. Yeah. Anything else you want to touch on before we, uh, I don't know, sober up? <laughs> <laughs> I'd like that. I only need one weekend like that probably every six months. Yeah. So I don't need I don't need this in my life anymore. You got a great yeah. hungover voice, by the way. Thank you. I, and, well the the other thing is uh Craig introduced me to cybacillin in the mushrooms, those mushroom chocolates are much better. No hangover. Really? And they're and they're sessionable because they'll you can take a little bite and it's like three hours and you're done and you're at home sleeping. It's fantastic. Where do you um where do you get these from? There's, there, I guess it's gray market right now. Hey, Craig, yeah. JC. Yeah, they're all over. There's like three or four on Queen Street. Like, yeah, that, but that it's better. Of. It's better than the tea, the gummies for me. The gummies, I don't get out of my system enough. Like, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm still, I'm still tipsy at two in the afternoon the next day. <laughs> and uh, the the hangovers for booze is just it. it it's yeah. horrible. It's tragic. Yeah, booze is slowly turning its back on me. It's sad. Yeah. Yeah, so you said that like friends. three or four years ago. <laughs> can, I, can I ask a question? Can I just jump up. in here real quick? Is, does someone have something in the dryer right now? 
I do, yes. Can you? Can yes. you? <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I had the I've, been, I've been doing this like this, like all like for the last twenty minutes, and I, I'm like, is there a dryer on? And I knew it was. It's okay though. That means that uh, Amy Walsh, aka uh, James Sharman, is is getting multiple things done at, at the same time. Exactly. Now I know I'm not crazy. Laundry man. Yeah, it's laundry sorry. man. James I didn't think it was coming through. I didn't think it was coming through the mic. It's beautiful. Oh, no, it's lovely. So yeah. I want everyone to, to try to guess what you're drying. Mm-hmm. Sounds like sneakers, kids' sneakers. It's no, it's not. It's not. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's yeah. not have this. Sorry, let's not try it. and guess what's in my laundry. It's Amy Walsh. I'm not very interested. <laughs> <laughs> what's in James slash Amy Walsh's dryer? <laughs> the red Absolute gag ball. The red gag ball sharps that you like. <laughs> your, also, your Saturday night last Sacra- night. Sacramento is at the like killing it in USL right now. By the way, Danny Dicchio, great job, brother. All right, so there you have it. Yeah, there you go. Beauty. Did we now thank we our sponsors? Did yeah, we... TonyBet.ca. Thank you very much. We won a part. Well, our supporters club won a parlay. Nice. Dubzo did get her her pick correct this right. week. Right. It was the so, NWSL, right? Uh, yeah. It yeah. was Chelsea over. Uh, was it Brighton? I think it was Brighton, wasn't it? Mm. Obscene odds. Although they did concede the first goal, mm. and she she was in the dark web. And you could just sense her, her tension, anxiety. <laughs> like, come on, surely not. But yeah, so uh, we lost ours, but uh, the supporters, so we are above sea level. We're at, I think, $500.20, and we started with $500. So we're looking pretty good. Nice. All right, everyone. Uh, we'll see you on One Sucker on uh, Monday. Until then, uh, keep buying newspapers, uh, keep watching football on FuboTV.com, and uh, cheers for listening. Did I say keep buying newspapers? I think I did, right? I'll say it again. All right. I just did. Follow us on Twitter at footy underscore prime and on Instagram at footy prime IG. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 